Right, welcome back to the Real Revenue Show, where we discuss real business topics that'll help you grow and scale any business model. We're your host, I'm Malcolm Bowser. This is Andre Trust, and we are back with you again for some more fire. All right, some more fire. So, Dre, how have you been? How was your week, bro? Man, I've been good. I gotta keep saying that I had like a a, a little reunion this past weekend. So, as so as, as many people may know, you know, I'm a part of the Omega South High Fraternity Incorporated. Saw that. I saw uh, that. I had a, a bunch of my uh, younger brothers pretty much just come to town. It was like 30 people. It was pretty dope. We just set, we just set the whole house up. Mm-hmm. We just, you know, had fun all weekend and just enjoyed ourselves. So I'm really, I was really excited about that. Renewed sense of energy coming into the week. I'm, I'm really pumped. You know, I took, I took off a couple of days before that as mm-hmm. well, just to make sure that, you know, I was ready. I was ready for a good weekend with the boys. So I felt dope. We all went out to the restaurant. I saw um, that too. Yeah, know, that's that's, that's fine. You could you could do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, that was pretty dope. Had like our whole cornered all section, and then we just took over the restaurant. It was super dope because it was fly that day too, man. Like yeah. everybody was in there. People was dressed up nice. Drinks was flowing around. I forgot it was my place to be honest. <laughs> you, you know, yeah. <laughs> it was it was funny because I felt bad because uh, one of the waiters like spilled uh, a drink on me. Mm. And like she doesn't know that I own the place because I set it up that way. Gotcha. Right? It's like the more I'm layers removed from like different roles. So mm. people get hired all the time to have no idea like who owns the place. They just know that they're working at an establishment. Gotcha. So she comes over, she spills, she's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry. And like our manager sees it, she like beelines over. <laughs> It's just like, oh my god! Like I was like, hey, like it's not that serious, but yeah. it was just kind of funny. It reminded me, like I legitimately own the place. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because in my mind, I'm like, oh, she just spilled the drinks. Not that big of a deal. I'm just wiping yeah. my shoulder off. But you know, my manager, she, she's, we grooming her for greatness. Yeah. <laughs> you That's know, hilarious. so she ran over. It was kind of, it was kind of funny, but I just thought that was kind of fly. I forgot about that. Now that was dope. That's dope. Yeah. How have you been doing, brother? Listen, man. Listen, I'm excited. Been working hard. I know why you're excited. I know yes. why you're excited. Yes, it's fine. <laughs> Yo, listen, man. This is this has been a journey, and it feels like such a um. Oh, you 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 want to announce it? You want to? Matter, matter of fact, hold on, hold on. Before we even do that, right? So okay. before we go into it, I just want to preface, right? I'm super proud of you, brother. Like thank I'm gonna you, keep on you. telling you that every single chance I get to big you up and give you your flowers personally over the internet over the phone through text <laughs> messages <laughs> i'm gonna look for an opportunity so as we get ready to make you know as you get ready to make this announcement man beforehand i want to be the first to tell you i'm super proud of you brother. thank you so much I, I, i'll let you go ahead and jump in but malcolm has a, a an announcement for all of you guys today so uh guys uh as you know i had i am a part of a um a media company i put together with my father my stepmom and we have a podcast, we have uh, a publishing company, we have a shirt printing company as well, and and a YouTube channel that you see here. And we've been doing this for the past seven years now. And today we are launching our uh, family business course, which teaches people, teaches families how to do all of that we do. And we put this together. And it's been over a year now because we did not want to have any shortcuts. We didn't want to shortchange you guys. And we wanted to make sure it was packed with all types of value. So that is available today. You can um, get you can start 
you know, with a free ebook that we put together called uh, The 12 Principles of Starting a Family Business. You can get that for free, plus a free video training. It's 40 minutes. That's 40 extra minutes. Uh, you can go to www.urbanx.nyc slash family, and you can get that for free. And then you can start and, you know, get into these courses and get into these lessons and how you can, with your family as well, you and as long as your family as well, uh, put together a home family business that can translate to uh, extra income for you and your family and show you how family is the foundation to when it comes to building a family business. So I'm very excited to announce that. So, so Malk is always, and this is one of the things I love about Malk very much. He's very reserved and humble in a lot of senses, and I'm not, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I think, I think it's a good balance because it kind of works out in that sense where we kind of keep each other grounded, but we also give a lot of feedback. Malk and his team has been working on this for a year straight. Not like, hey, we're on and off and we're thinking... No, like one full year straight because he's a perfectionist in the sense of as the family that he's built online, he wants to make sure that you guys have a product that you're proud of, that you're happy to see, that you're happy to, you know, share with others and that you actually make money and you actually bring income in from it. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not this is not one of those courses which I've actually, you know, looked at it myself. Right. Mm -hmm. This is not one of those courses that focuses on you know, we're going to give you some fluff. Like, no, this is, if you want to start a podcasting company, here's the materials you need. Here's when you should be posting. Here's how you build out the information that you're doing. Here's how you put together the, yep. like, this is a detailed, I can take this course and take action right now. There is no like, hey, you know, obviously there's always going to be mindset because mindset matters. Oh, that is 1000%. Sure. That matters sure. a lot. But there is no fluff. Right. This isn't content to fluff or, hey, you know, think, think large. No, this is step by step. This <laughs> yes. is what you need to do to yeah. have a family business. And that matters a lot. And the reason I'm politicking, you know, so heavily for it is because Malk poured his heart and soul into this. Right. Just to give out information to make sure that he's helping everybody else out, because that's been a thing that he's received numerous. I mean, numerous amounts of comments on is how do we start a family business? Well, now you have the answer, right? So yeah. I'm very pumped about this. Thank you, man. Uh, Thank you. Today's episode is going to take a different trajectory, right? We had we had something planned, but I I'm going to throw a wrench in it. I'm going to throw a wrench in it and just have this show be about Malcolm because I do want people to understand that this journey has been a, is he's mentioned it earlier, seven-year journey mm -hmm. of focus, dedication, belief in self, belief in family. And I think that's super dope, man. So if I get once again an opportunity to shed that light on it, I, I want to shed some light on it, right? <laughs> so, um, you know, my first question, and I'll jump in. Okay. You know, what exactly made you want to start the media company? All right. So uh, my pops, he put out uh, his first book in 2005, right? Mm -hmm. And I, went, I remember my mother taking, you know, me and my brother to the book signing. And first of all, like... Did, when he put out a book in my, like, I was 10 or 11, that was, like, astonishing to me. I'm like, well, he wrote his own book. Whoa. You know what I mean? And, and to know that's, like, that's my pops. And I remember you gave me the copy of that, and it was, it was super fly, bro. Right, yeah. I was just like, whoa. So, uh, 
And then I remember him signing his copy to me. He said, Malcolm, you are, um, there's a writer in you. Let it out. That's the exact word for word would have said when he signed it. And I, like I said, I had a passion for writing. So seeing my father write his own book was like crazy. And then I remember reading a book. And then on a cover, like on the inside, it said uh, Momi Publishing. I was like, what the hell is Momi Publishing? He was just like, oh, it's, um, yeah, it's, it's you guys. It's, it stands for Marcus Odyssey Malcolm Eli. And then he said, if you read it fast, what does it say? I said, it looks like kind of like mom, like mom eat. Like, he was like, yeah, so that stands for, you know, your stepmom, Tanya. Like, he said, this, we created this company for you guys, right? So this was 05. And 05, like, I was 11. I was playing football. Like, so I was just like, I have no, no interest of running any type of business in my life. I want to go to the NFL. That's all I want to do. That's all I care about, right? So then... Fast forward, you know, life happens and things like that. I'm working, this is like my senior year in college. I'm working at Bloomingdale's, right? And you mm. know, those type of retail jobs, you strike up conversations with people like that. And that that Bloomingdale's was in like a really wealthy part of Long Island. So I used to see people come in with money, like drop money, right? And you could start conversations with these people. So as, you know, I'm working at Bloomingdale's my senior year and I got my degree in history, I'm talking to seniors from my school and things like that about like the, you know the job market and stuff like that. It's not looking real promising. And then I'm talking to these people who coming in shopping who drop thirty thousand dollars in the in the afternoon like nothing. And I ask you know what, what do you do for a living? And every time I've asked one of these people what they did for a living, it was always I started this company, I created this app, I created this, I invented this. Nobody said I you know work for this right and. That's not to downplay, you know, jobs. I've never wanted, I never downplay a nine to five job because it's all important. But I was just like, yo, mm. <clears throat> like I think, you know, it, it did. It just kind of like sparked something in my head. So this is 2015. My dad was actually uh, in the process of putting out his second book, right? And I remember texting my dad, like I had a conversation with somebody at my job. And I remember texting my dad, like, yo, I don't know what you, what you and T, and it's my stepmom. I don't know what y'all are doing. With the company, but I want it. Like, I just want to help. I want to figure this out because I think, you know, we have the opportunity to kind of create something that'll last, right? And I had aspirations of being an author myself. So I was like, mm -hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? I use this as a stepping stone to do, you know, to, to, to become an author myself, right? So I remember I, I had graduated. So we all went out to eat. Like, this is like our first official, like, business meeting, right? So we went yeah. out to eat and we're talking and we're going over how we can sell more copies of, of his book and stuff like that, how we can market it. And unbeknownst to us, we were still thinking, well, my dad, he was still thinking under the guise that it was still 2005, right? So he's still, gotcha. he's still uh, thinking about, you know, uh, people he can wholesale a book to uh, on like street vendors, local bookstores and stuff like that. But it's 2015 and, you know, business has largely went online mm -hmm. and my dad he had a you know he had a uh, uh uh online presence but it was like you know mystique right he would come in he would go and stuff like that so then i took a digital marketing course in 2015 right and it had all these terms in it like podcasting content marketing blogging stuff like that i was like yeah i think we should start a podcast and my dad was just like nah that's too much like i was like no i'm, I'm telling you i think you know, just how the way business goes now, I think we should really focus on getting online and creating an online presence. Now, again, 
this goes into me thinking like, okay, I want to put out my own book as well. And I don't want to just put a book out where my friends and family come by and then that's it. Because that's, that's mm-hmm. a really waste of hard work. So we started the blog in 2016, I believe, right? Oh, hold on. Before, before you go forward, right? Yeah. Right. That's important. I, I want to stop you there, right? So I remember when you started that blog. Right. right. That was a really dope experience because you were putting out a different version of content than we've seen before in terms of like the topics that you were writing about, which I really appreciated. Right. right? I always want to leave room for lessons. So throughout this, we can sneak in some lessons. Right. Right. You were trying to transition in. And instead of, you know, going for the gusto and being like, I need thirty thousand dollars to start. It was like, what's in my control? Well, I can get a website for pretty cheap and I can write. And I always thought that was dope because it's it's we just need to start. Right. Right. That's where people mess up at in business. They don't start. They just don't. They just do not start. You just need to start. Right. So the, the, the ground foundation of where Malcolm started at was Urban X NYC, mm-hmm. a blog site, just writing articles. That's where he started at. And now we can see where the journey continues. So so from that blog, now I'll ask the next question from that blog. You know, how, how did we get here from that blog? And I think um, like, you know, we were pumping out my dad and I. And we had a couple of other people who were like contributing, but we were pumping out like weekly content, like a lot of content. And at this time, I had a corporate job. So I was working at uh, the Department of Education uh, in the yeah. chancellor's office. So I, uh, on my off time, I would, I would write and things like that. And then I would say like a month later, we started the YouTube channel. Now, the YouTube channel, it just consisted of literally, if you can go back, you can go back on the channel. You, it was literally my dad sitting in front of the camera. I was behind the camera. I would ask him questions like about current events, like just stuff that was happening. I would ask him questions to the point that uh, people didn't know it was a father and son thing. They just thought it was my dad. Right, so we kind of built up a little bit of a following, we built up a little bit of a following. And then my dad said, all right, well... You know, it's time that you get in front of the camera now. So I started interviewing authors. I started interviewing people, you know, who were doing, you know, uh, they had their own little products. They had their own books or their own music and stuff like that. So I would interview them. So I started to get in front of the camera. People still didn't know that it was a father and son uh, channel and father and son brand. And then mm. uh, I think we got it to the point where we hit, I think, like 10,000 subscribers. And then... Uh, the next year, we said, okay, we're going to start a podcast. Like, both of us on camera, let's start a podcast, mm-hmm. right? And my pops, he said, Yo, like, everybody's doing podcasts. Let's do something a little different. Like, let's go live. Like, let's live stream it. And me, I'm, you know, I'm just learning. So I'm just learning textbook stuff. I'm like, it's not what a podcast is. Podcast is pre-recorded, audio, you know, <laughs> content. Then it goes up. Like, he was just like, nah, like, let's do something different. So I fought him on it. And then I said, all right, let's do it, right? So our first podcast episode, I want to say it was like two years later. It was like in 2018. It was March. Matter of fact, we're coming up on it. We have to be coming up on it. It was it was March. It was around March 2018, and uh, that like that was a slow. It was a slow a slow build, and it was it was weird because we had built up our YouTube channel to the point where you know we were getting 30, 40, 50 thousand views. A video, and then when we started the YouTube, I mean, we started the podcast, it went back down to like eight thousand views. Ten, so we had to build it back up. So then that's when I learned 
that audiences are different. Audiences like their content a certain way, so you have like, to how they like their content. adapt. You know what I mean? Like, so mm -hmm. people at first, I mean, they got used to just seeing my dad on camera or seeing me doing the interview, and then they had to get used to one meeting us at a time where you know we're going live, and then two, just seeing our dynamic on 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 camera, and then me and my dad. At first, you know, the dynamic, it wasn't rough, but I was um, I was a little nervous on camera. Like, I, I can't watch those early episodes back because I just look like, ah, man, like, I can't, I just look bad. But yeah, you grow. And that's one of the things, like, you know, we talked about actually in the course is just like, you only get better by getting, by, by actually doing it. You know what I'm saying? You don't yeah, get better by, no workaround. you have to, there's no workaround. Like, I don't care how many videos you watch on it. I don't care how many uh, books you read, like you have to just do it. So, um, and another thing, I, I, I kind of skipped this, that I remember, this is even prior to each, us even launching the blog, I remember uh, my dad, my stepmother and I, we would meet at on Tuesdays weekly at 8 o'clock, no matter what, right? And sometimes a lot would get done. Sometimes nothing would get done. But we met at that time weekly, every single week, right? And I remember being frustrated, like, damn, I want to do stuff. Like, I want stuff to happen. I want stuff to move. And my dad was just like, yo, we've never been... He, mind you, he's had this company on paper for 15 years or 10 years at that point, right? Mm -hmm. And he was like, this is the most we've ever been consistent with running this business. So... These meetings are what are, you know, kind of strengthening that muscle of being consistent. And it's a built-in family, it's a built-in uh, business meeting and it's a built-in family meeting as well. Because prior to that, I, you know, growing up, I didn't live with my dad. So I used to come uh, every other week, then weekly. So I wasn't, I didn't like live with my dad full time. So now I'm yeah. older, I'm coming from college and I'm older. So now I barely see him. But so, but these meetings are built-in times for me to see him. Gotcha. Built in times to catch up, built in times to, to see my little brother and see my little sister, built in this time because I, I, I'm here. So um, where was I? So, OK, that's the podcast. And then uh, during the podcast, during this time, <clears throat> I had quit my job at the DOE. Right. In 2018, I quit my job and I'm going to I'm going to circle back to that. OK, so then. um I had to, you know, I, I, I started to write my book before. I started to write my book in college, actually, but I just didn't like it. Like, I went, yeah, like I, once I, I stopped, <laughs> yeah, like, once I stopped and came back to it, I was like, oh, I hate this. Like, this is actually not really good. So, um, in taking advice from one of my favorite authors, uh, Ryan Holiday, he said, like, you can't, he said, you know, authors need to have something to write about. You need to live a little bit, Right. And you can't just, you know, force a topic to come out because then it, it'll seem just like that force. So during this time, we had the podcast going and we started a segment called the Urban Excellence Segment, right? We would uh, highlight somebody within our community doing some amazing work, right? So then I remember uh, one of my mentors, uh, Steve Canal, he wrote a book and it had some uh, some really big name entrepreneurs and he interviewed them and he gave their like principles within the book. I said, I kind of want to do something like that, but on a more grounded scale with people uh, who not like really name, like household names yet, but people within our community doing some stuff. 
And I'm like, I know some great people. I went to high school, I went to college with some dope people, right? So then that's when the idea came about. That's when I hit some of my classmates up. I hit you up um, to do this uh, project, this Urban Excellence project, as I called it. And you know, it's crazy. And the funny thing, I didn't even have a name for it until like halfway in of me actually writing. Like I did the interviews, I'm writing it. And then I was just like, I don't know what the name is going to be. And then... Um, me and my dad are talking about it out loud. I was like, wait, Urban Excellence, like, this is a part of the brand, right? So, mm. and I, I want to highlight that part there because that's when I really started to learn that uh, although book writing, podcast, and YouTube channel all seem like separate things, they all coincide and flow together like really nicely if you apply the right framework to it. So one, one thing I did want to say, right, is that I'm super like nervous about being in, on camera. Right. I don't think I've ever sugarcoated that. Just really just not who I am. I've never been in front of cameras. I've never been the guy to want to be in front of cameras. I tried a little bit when I was younger. Right. I didn't really, you know, I was experimenting and stuff like that, but I've never been the one that's ever wanted to be in front of the camera. I more so wanted to focus on being the man behind the scene and walking into a room and owning everything in the vicinity. And people are like, oh, what is that regular guy doing here? Right. It's like, oh, that regular guy owns everything. Right. That's always been like my <laughs> premise of right. how I wanted to do things. So when Malk hit me up, that was the first time that I ever, and I don't think I ever told you this, but I'll say this now on camera, right? That was the first time I ever really saw myself. Mm. I never seen myself before. I never heard myself. I never really, in my mind, it was, I've been so driven for so many years from such a young kid that I'm just going to keep pushing. Right. And that was the first time someone gave me a flower and made me feel like, oh man, I'm actually doing something good. I should probably keep doing it. Right. That meant so much to me, man. I still have one of the clips. Um, um, from the episode, obviously I have the episode, but right. there's a clip that you had, you had done for me for IG. Mm-hmm. And I watched that, I watched that video pretty often because I was really nervous. I was looking all over the place. <laughs> I was like, real, like nobody's ever asked me about me. It was just right. always, hey, trust is doing big things. Yeah, and that was that was the thing. I remember like writing that book, and I remember I just wanted to capture like everybody's entire story because I felt still feel everybody has a story to tell. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I thought, and I still feel this way, that you guys' stories, you guys' accomplishments, even though they're not what we, like I said, like house name, you know, home brand name, you know, uh, companies and, you know, things like that. I was just like, this is going to inspire somebody to just start what, they, what they're passionate about. This is going to inspire somebody to, you know, uh, you know, hit those goals. And it was funny because... Writing a book is a task, right? It's it's not easy. But writing about you guys' stories was motivation for me to kind of keep going. So it was a built-in give and take right there. You mean? Got you. So the segue, you mentioned inspiration, right? Yeah. So now I'm going to go back. Okay. Right? What inspired you to quit your job? And then as a bonus, I'm going to give the people... I want some complete transparency okay. on what you were going through during that quitting, that time of quitting Whoa, and transitioning. Okay. I want I want some transparency, Mal. Okay, so um, 
so I, I was working at the Department of Education, and my job was to I was, I was basically like a ghostwriter for the chancellor. So people would complain, writing, complaining about their principal. They, you know, something crazy happened at the school. You know, I would reach out to the principal and stuff like that, superintendent, find out what's happening. You know, craft a response, write it. Or sometimes the chancellor would go to schools, uh, take notes from the schools, give me the notes. I would have to craft a response to the principal, right? But uh, what, what people don't realize, like, it was a lot of, like, just depressing stuff that I would read all day long. I, like, that would be my job. All I'm doing is reading complaints. Like, that was my job. Mm-hmm. And even though, like, you know, I was good at my job because, you know, I can write, it was just, like, it was, it was you know, a little, t- it was a little draining. Very draining, actually. But at this time, I'm starting a fledgling business. Like, I'm writing. I'm doing this YouTube channel with my dad. And at this time, we had just really started to make some money from online. So that was like the first time, like the first time I got like a check from YouTube, like over $300. I was like, whoa, I could, I can, you know, I could make money online. And that was kind of the inception of it because prior to that, I was just kind of thinking like very small, like maybe we can get some money for the blog. Maybe we could like, you know, sell some books. So I was thinking that way. And then I was just like, wait, I can... I can make money from content that I'm like that I'm editing. Like I'm editing these videos, I'm shooting these videos, I'm asking the questions. Wow, right? So as we started to get like gain more traction, I was just thinking like I would have way more time to get further if I wasn't at this job. Right? But that's a scary that's a scary that's a scary thought. Like quit it. it was it was a good job at the time. I was 22, 23, 24. And, you know, I'm still living with my mom, so I, like, really no overhead, had a used car, no car note. So it was very easy kind of living. Like, I could really just stay here. And But the thing was that kind of scared me was I, I was seeing people uh, retire from my office, right? And I'm like, how long you been here? Oh, 30 years. I'm like, 30 years? I've been here two years, and I'm already tired. I was like, 30 years? Nah, I don't. I don't know if I could do this, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could do this. And then, and then, you know what you get when you retire after thirty? They give you a pen or a pen or something. I'm just like, nah, 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 no way, no way. So I remember, um, it was like a really. Re- I was kind of on. I was kind of on the edge about it. I was thinking about it. And then my older brother, as a matter of fact, he was working at the Boys and Girls Club. And he really just started getting into real estate. Then he just up and quit his job. I was like, what? whoa, whoa. And he was just like, yeah, I got some money saved. I think I, I, think I got, and he just bought his first um, rental property. He was like, yeah, I think I can do it. So I'm like, whoa, okay. So that was one thing. And then I was having a really, really tough week at work. And it wasn't my fault. I, I kind of got thrown under the bus, office politics. And I was just like, yo, I, I hate this, right? So then I remember taking an early lunch. <laughs> Seriously. I hate I took, this. Took an early lunch. <laughs> I called one of my boys who had just quit his job to uh, pursue musical engineering, right? So I thought that was ballsy as hell. I was like, oh, that's dope. So I called him, told him, like, what my dilemma was. And he was just like, yo, like, you know, you and your pops, y'all got something going. I think, you know, I think you'd be good. So I was like, all right. I called called my girl. She said the same thing. She was like, yeah, I support you. I was like, all right. I called my pops. My pops is no help. He was like, I was waiting on you to quit. Like, I'm, you know, I was waiting. <laughs> you just so now like, catching up? You yeah, he was just like, yo, I've been waiting. So I was like, ah, all right. Had to make that last call. You know what it was, too? Had to make a call to mom. So I'm like, all right, mom, listen. I gave her the entire game plan. I told her what we've done up to this point. 
Um, I was like, my, I got money saved. And the way the DOE works, if you have days off, I mean, if you have like time off, they pay you out for the entire, for, for all of that. I okay. worked so hard at the DOE. I used to come in early and leave late. They used to accumulate that time into actual full days. So they had to pull, they had to pay me out for all of that. So I had a month and a half of off time that they had to pay me out for. Oh, wow. Right? So, you know what I'm saying? So I had some bread that, you know, could hold me over. So my mother said, all right, Malcolm, I support you. I went right back in and gave them my two weeks. I, I gave them three weeks, actually, because I had some cases that I had to close out. So I gave them three mm. weeks, and then I started my entrepreneurial journey, like full-time, full-time being an entrepreneur. And uh, that was, you know, to this day, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's still a scary thing. It's, it can get lonely at times. A lot of people mm. don't... Um, I think understand that. I think they romanticize it because, you know, the Gary V's of the world, you know, the Patrick Bet Davis, they don't realize like this could be like really lonely because people won't understand you and people won't see it. Sometimes you won't before, see it. Before you get before you get to that point of before you being get to the that Pat point. Bet, right. Bet, they don't remember that, you know, Pat Bet blew off this video called uh Ninety Seconds of an Entrepreneur, I believe, or something mm -hmm. like that. And in that ninety seconds, he's showing the journey, he doesn't talk about it much, but that man was making thousands of phone calls, knocking on thousands of doors and literally giving it every single thing right. he had for years before his insurance company took right. off. Right. So it's 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 those type of things. So I like to bring it back to those moments because as an entrepreneur who's doing well, I still get scared. Mm -hmm. I still get nervous. I still get lonely on, on, on days where I'm like, OK, you know what happens? Paranoia starts to creep in. Mm -hmm. You start to feel like, okay, is it going well now? What's going to happen in the future? Because it's all on you. But the beauty of it is when it clicks and you surround yourself with friends in my dark moments, guess who I'm messaging? Right. Hey, Malk, I'm having a dark day. Yeah. Hey, brother, <laughs> yeah. I got you. Yeah. I got, I got you. Come over here, brother. I got yeah. you. Yeah. Exactly. Right? So that's very important. And I want to emphasize that a lot. So that's why I was like, you know, let, let's be transparent on that and, and and let them know what's going on, because it's always like, yeah, and I quit my job. You know how difficult and how scary it is to go Boy. in there and quit your income mind and be you, like, I, no money is going to be coming in anymore. And here's the thing, too. Mind you, uh, the podcast didn't even start. Right. So we had we were still doing YouTube channels. So this is February 2018. Right. Mm -hmm. February. We didn't start the podcast till a month later. So again, I still don't know if this is going to work out. I still don't even have a way to like directly monetize the, the podcast itself. You know what I'm saying? Like we still like we we're getting money from YouTube and stuff like that. And it's just and my pops like because my pops was straight. My stepmother she's still working at her job, so my pops is just like yo, just take it. Like haircut money, gas money, take it. Like, you know, to go out and go yeah. on dates, just just take that for yourself. And I remember when we first started the podcast on YouTube, if you guys are familiar, you can get, uh, when you go live, you can get uh, Super Chats, which are donations to directly to your channel, right? Yeah. I remember I didn't even want to take donations to the channel because I'm just really like, you know, I'm, I'm hard, I could be hard-headed and wanting to do things myself. And my dad was just like, yo, you quit your job. You work hard. This is like you. You work hard. You deserve this, right? So we we uh, we enabled the feature to, to to get donations, and he gave a speech during a show, and I was embarrassed as hell. 
and about me quitting my job and me like and you know welcoming donations and stuff like that. So that was actually a lesson in that was a lesson in humility, that being humble enough to be able to get help. You get what I'm saying? So so hold on, hold on. That's a bar, bro. Right. So being a lesson in humility mm-hmm. and being humble enough to get as well as seek help. Yeah. Right. This is one of those things that matter because let's use you as an example, right? With the super chat. A lot, a lot of entrepreneurs feel like, oh, I don't want any handouts. But if you think about it from the consumer standpoint, let's just take you out of it. Mm-hmm. Let's just take your feelings, take your thoughts out of it, right? If I'm a consumer and I'm enjoying this content, right? Right? Like I love power. Right. Right. That's one of my favorite shows. Right. If power was to say right now, hey guys. Unfortunately, we don't have the budget. If you would like to keep power rolling, mm-hmm. we need a thousand dollars. They would have got that check immediately, <laughs> immediately from me. Not because, not because I care about power, their yeah. their lives. Yeah, I'm selfish. Right. I want my show. Right. So a lot of entrepreneurs need to understand that when you have proof of concept, getting help isn't for you. They're not right. giving you help for you. It's for them. Right. 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 So it's okay. I, I say all of that to say I, I know I'm making light of the situation, um, but that is something a lot of entrepreneurs face. Right. Is mm-hmm. is wanting help, but not feeling like they can reach out to it uh, for it. We're not feeling comfortable. And that's why we're creating the space now to be able to allow people to have a safe space. That's why Malcolm and I try to be transparent. Yeah. Try to let you know that it's scary. Try to let you know that you're going to come to a point where you might need a bill paid and it might be your customer who does it. Mm-hmm. Right, and it's not like you're gonna. Hey, I need my phone bill paid. Right, right, right. Like, <laughs> you're right, right. <laughs> you're right. But it's like, hey, the channel, yeah. which is in essence you, or the right. business, which is in essence you, needs it. And if you want to support this business, this is how you do it. So I'm, I'm very happy that you mentioned that. You know, uh, humility and being humble enough to ask for help. Yeah. And you know, now it's years later, and you're in a predicament where you're about to offer help to. Thousands of entrepreneurs and, yeah, listen. And, and individuals trying to create, you know, family businesses. This is this is madness, bro. Yeah, listen, man. And then, I, so like, we do the podcast, and then like, my my dad goes, "Yo, the next step would be to kind of sell merch, right?" So this was a process because I remember, you know, um, he he comes up, he goes, "Yo, like our brand should be urban excellence, right?" And what mm-hmm. that encap- what that encapsulates how that, you know, how we just view excellence within our community, how we should celebrate it, right? And he literally sat us down. He goes, I think this is I think this is gonna be a moneymaker. I think we should really like zero in on that. So I remember uh reaching out to a bunch of different companies, like uh print on demand companies that, you know, uh take your design, put on the shirt, somebody orders it, they take their cut, you take your cut, they ship it out to them, right? So we tried that out for like a month. And you know what's crazy? If somebody has one of those early shirts, I would love to like if you if I would love to see a picture of them because some early shirts were rough, right? And that was the thing. And that was the thing. Because I remember my dad and my stepmom, uh, they really wanted to be a part of the uh, production process because they're saying, like, yo, listen, we don't want to give out trash to our community. We we even like I remember we we got a sample and they just sent it to us. They just sent us the shirt. 
in a black bag, whatever. It wasn't folded. It wasn't. It wasn't a, a thank you card in it. It wasn't. It was just thrown in the bag, and sent to us, right? My stepmother was like, "Unacceptable." Nah, we could do this ourselves, right? So I was like, "Ah, oh, man." I, I was looking for every way not to do this ourselves, but it's looking like we're gonna have to do this ourselves. So um, the pain, yeah, the pain that comes from doing things yourself is unimaginable. So my dad, he calls, you know, um, this company. He gets in contact with this company. Uh, they have, you know, the equipment, the shirt, uh, the heat press, the vinyl cutters and stuff like that. And it was a little bread. So he goes, yo, do you believe in what we're what we doing? I'm like, yeah. He goes, all right, we're going to put, like, we're all going to put our bread up to do this. I said, I bet. So that was, that was scary as well, right? Mm -hmm. So we get all the equipment. And then we kind of hinting to our, you know, our podcast. Oh, oh, community. I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm sorry for cutting you off, brother. Yeah. Was that your was that your first large scale investment in yourself? Easily, yes, easily. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm gonna come back to that. Easily, yes. And prior to that, I remember like it was uh, buying a new laptop, but that was that was it, easily. And then okay. um, we we kind of hinting because we were doing a show just once a week at the at that point. We hinting at our community. We gonna have some merch coming and stuff like that. So then my dad, like, I think on the fly, he goes, yo, for Black History Month, we're going to do like, a whole big sale, right? Just on, and my, my pops is famous for this. Like, he would literally just announce something in the middle of the show, <laughs> don't talk to anybody, and it was just like, yeah, and we got to just figure it out, which I, you know what? And I used to, I used to really hate that, but it puts me in a position to where I have to problem solve, right? Like. Make a decision. We have, we have to make a decision. We have to problem solve. We have to figure this out. Because we promised the people we're going to do this. We've got to figure it out now. So I remember um, leading up, like we, we practicing, we learned how to use the equipment and stuff like that. And then we didn't have a, um, we didn't have a company to like uh, get our blank shirts from at the time because it was a real short notice we didn't have a company one of our subscribers actually reached out because she works for these facilities and got us in get got us help with an account and that's how we um at the last minute like two weeks before we even launched had merch mind you we, we told people that we were gonna launch april i mean uh february one and it's like middle of january we have nothing uh, and then I had to learn how to uh, put the shop on the website, so I had to put that stuff together. That was like the hardest week of my life. Like I was just, I think my car broke down. It was it was the worst week ever. Like I promise you, like everything that could go wrong went wrong. But mm -hmm. we had a hugely successful sale that February, right? That was our first twenty eight for twenty eight sale, hugely successful, right? So. Us not realizing, mind you, it's only three of us. It's me and my dad, my stepmom, right? And when my sister's, you know, she's in town because she was going to college. When she's in town, she helps out with, you know, some of the stuff. But it was just us three. And us not realizing that we were tired, we thought that we had to just end the show and the podcast. And us thinking, okay. us being stupid, we're thinking mm -hmm. we just made a bunch of money from the shirts. So we could just do this for full time, right? We don't got to do the yeah. podcast. And we just got to do this full time. We stopped the show, uh, show 50. We stopped the show. And immediately sales dried up. Sales dried up. Like, we would get a couple here and there, but sales dried up. And that's when we realized that uh, podcasting, YouTubing, book writing, and Is shirt printing all coincide together if you do it the right way. Right? 
people don't realize that free content will probably make you the most money indirectly, right? Free content mm-hmm. builds trust with you and, and in your community. Free content uh, gives value to where the, the, the people who are watching you are going, wow, this is what they're giving away for free. I want to see what they have that I, I could pay for. You know what I'm saying? Or mm-hmm. I want to support so much because I love their free content. I want to wear their brand on me. Right? Gotcha. Or I, you know, I, I enjoy listening. I enjoy hearing about stories of people doing amazing stuff for me in my community. I want to read an entire book of 11 stories compiled into one, right? People don't realize that, you know, they, they seem like four separate things, but we package them together because that's literally how we've made our bones. That's literally how we created, at this point, multiple six-figure businesses within that. You get what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. um, the reason why we even put these courses together, because like you said at the beginning of this, people would reach out to us all the time, like, I love when you and your dad do. I would love to have that relationship with my parents. I would love to put something together with my family. Can you show us? And we would help people all the time, right? And not really realizing how in-depth this was, like how we can, like, yo, we could put together an entire curriculum together for people to follow so they can do what we do. We've seen company, we've seen people uh, try to start uh, father, other father and son podcasts. We've seen people try to start mother and daughter podcasts, mother and daughter uh, blogs, YouTube channels and things like that, fathers or family you know, businesses, but they come and go just as quickly as they start. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And uh, we realized that uh, people, they, they really have a really um, mistake. They, they, they really don't understand like how hard, hard work this, this, this can be. They just think like, exactly. oh, you know, I see you know, Malcolm and Dot do it weekly. I, I could do that. Me and my, me and my son, we talk, we, we talk smack all the time. We could, do, we could do that. Not realizing we are 268 episodes in. I, I wish I had a bomb to drop. Uh, bro, like 268 <laughs> hold on, hold on. times. <laughs> People don't realize that my pops has kidney failure. Has kidney failure since, I want to say, 2005. Goes to dialysis three times a week. Sometimes uh, we have a show. He is dead tired and cannot get up from out of bed. And we'll muster up the energy for that hour and a half to do the show. Then we move to two shows a week. He has to do it twice. Right? People don't realize just the struggle we go through. I had a kid. bro. You know how scary that was? To announce, yeah. like to, to 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 sit down, and I remember, I remember um, when I found out I was having a baby. I remember how how I was terrified. Mind you, I was 25, 20, I was twenty five, and it felt like I was a teenager. Like telling my parents, like I'm gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I remember I told yeah. my mom, and then she started laughing. She was like, "All right, all right okay, like let's do it." And I was like, "Oh damn, all right, I got to tell my dad." And mind you, my dad is my dad, but he's my business partner, so I don't want him. To, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know what the hell he's about to say. My dad started crying. He was so happy. He was like, we're going to do this. Let's, let's do it. Like, we're going to get behind you. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do it. And then, um, so this is late November when I found out. And then 2020, what happens? COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like, all yeah. of this uncertainty around us. Everything. Like, anything that could go wrong was, was trying to go wrong. But... We stuck to our principles. We stuck to our values. 
and we are able to we were able are still able to just you know uh have these successful have this successful family business with family just being the foundation last year um my, my stepmom who's our producer people know her like we we call her alejandra because we was firing her but like and it's, <laughs> that's, that's that's a running joke with our with our podcast but she is the the glue like she makes this thing run she had breast cancer last year so we had so our timetable i said we were working on these courses for a year and something always stopped us sometimes we had to pivot mm. she had breast cancer we had to figure that out we had to do the show without her some weeks because she was too tired you know what i'm saying my pops and my stepmother at one point both caught covid we had to figure that out you know what i mean and uh I, you know and I, I don't say that to um for for sympathy i, I say that just as an example of uh the way family is you know foundation the family's the glue to this you know what i'm saying and we all ride for each other like I, when i first had when my son was born I was out for two weeks, and my dad had to get my other brother here, my Eli here, Marcus was here. Odyssey had to be filling for me for the show, and they looked, yo, I I can't tell you how grateful I am to way they covered my back, bro. Like they really covered my ass because mm-hmm. I was just so tired from dealing with a newborn. Like if you if you're listening and you know how how rough those few first months are, like it's rough. You know what I mean? And I would come mm-hmm. in dead tired. I was supposed to do something, didn't do it. I was supposed to help out with this. I couldn't do it because I'll be late or I have to go home as soon as the podcast is over or something like that. So entirely grateful for my family. And I feel like more people, especially the way the world is now, right? If we go into another lockdown, how many people could confidently say I can make money at home? You know what I'm saying? We could. You know what I mean? And we were able to make certain decisions or not make certain decisions if you know what I'm talking about because we're at home. We work for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Not to say, you know, after you take these courses, you quit your job right away, but it gives you a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more freedom. And uh Dre will tell you the way I am when it comes to people I love, like I am fierce, fiercely loyal. You know what I'm saying? And those are the people you want to be in business with. You want to be in business with the people you know at the end of the day. You can have disagreements. You can have arguments. At the end of the day, we're going to have your back, and that's family. And not to say it's blood family either. Like, friends can be family. Like, Dre is my, Dre is my brother. You know what yep. I mean? And, like, that's how I look at him. And that's why we were able to come together for this podcast because I, I, I trust him. I know if he's going through something, he goes, Yo, Mark, I don't got it today, bro. No problem. He, if I call him, like, Yo, I got to do something. No problem. And we trust each other that we will keep each other accountable. And I think that's that's where it is. And people don't realize how much, how many of these, you know, major conglomerates started out as family businesses as well. You know what I mean? So why not? Why not go at it with your family? And I'm I'm at the point where I'm trying not to cry. I think I think I think I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up on that. And the reason I want to wrap it up on that is this was what I was hoping to get out of this episode, right? A lot of people have been watching you for years, bro, but they get to see the on-camera Malcolm that's prepared and and, and, and organized <laughs> and ready to rock. And But what I get to see behind the scenes is a guy who risked everything. He did it with his family. They trusted him because, not because they're family, they trusted you because... 
you're on the ball and you were willing to lead. Right. Think about how dope and how much we look up to your dad. And we we both look at your dad, especially like as an outside looking in. Yeah. Not having much male figures. I look to your dad like, yo, he's the dopest dude on earth. To see him now be like, son, lead me. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different level of like respect in, in, in a way that we can't imagine. So that's what I was hoping to draw out of you, because I need people to understand that this course is made in blood, sweat, tears, and care. That means that if you pick this up and you go throughout the course and you take these steps, there's an opportunity for you at the end of the light, right? 2020 really did expose a lot. Mm -hmm. I see, I've seen a lot of people falter in 2020. Mm -hmm. It was a devastating year for the economy, Mm -hmm. devastating year for a lot of people emotionally and mentally, right? But then to see your subscribership went up. It sucked. It was a difficult time, right? Especially what was going on with, you know, with your, with your, uh, your pops and mm-hmm. your stepmom. But to see you continue to flourish and continue to grow and continue to push and continue to be like, you know what? It's just a matter of time. And it was a matter of time. And now you got six-figure companies mm-hmm. rolling in and you're just starting. Listen, man. You're just Listen, really man. starting. You just got the traction that you needed to show that you're on the ball, bro. Listen, man. Yeah. Isn't that kind of crazy? Listen, man. And <laughs> bro, um, man, me, um, me and my like my pops, my stepmother, we actually putting together like a behind the scenes little mini doc and what we go through. People don't you know, there's been times we had shows where my pops has quit the show like hours before. That's how bad of an argument we got in. And then we had to separate, come back, all right, let's get it. And people would never know. Like, people, I can't even point to the episode to where, it, like, where we had those big fights because on show, we just locked in. Like, we were laughing together and then, like, we make up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we've had to learn how, and it's not easy, you know what I'm saying? We've had to learn how to navigate that familial bond and the business aspect as well the family of business and the business of family as we call it you know what i mean because there's certain things where uh because he's my business partner he he'll ask me something like really personal that i'm not really Mm -hmm. talking to him about yet you know what i'm saying and we'll kind of go at it for that and then i'm ready to talk about it because that's my pops you know what i'm saying like he he does what the best for me but at this point like i need you to be my business partner i don't need you do and then it was weird because even starting out I didn't know how to even hold him accountable because that's my my, 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 my dad. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I, t- I remember you were telling me that. Yeah, like I didn't know, like, yo, how do you, uh, and then he would just say, yo, listen, when we do, in between these lines, like we played football, right? You know what I'm saying? In between these lines, it's game time. You know what I'm saying? So outside the lines, you know, you know, I'm your dad, but in between these lines, we are business partners. So let it go. Let it fly. And exactly. that has helped me in my journey. It's, it's just... And I want people to experience that themselves. That's why, like, this course, like, and within our community, we have this stigma that um, the, the, the word scammer gets attached really easy. Mm-hmm. Again, something I'm very scared of. Like, I love, like, my name is my name. You know what I mean? So I wanted yeah. every, everything. I want, it is all in this course. Like, the supplies we use, the equipment, the our exact setup, our exact frameworks for how we get this done how this exact where we get our shirts 
this way, this is how we put together our designs. We take you through step by step through it all. Because I've spent some money on courses where I was like, I didn't get nothing out of that. Or I spent some money where I was like, that's what I want to model myself after. So we took our time with this. This was not rushed. This was, like you said, blood, sweat, and tears put into this. Uh, so many nights of doubt. So many days of like, is this going to work? Like, are we even going to continue the, the actual show? Are we even going to, are y'all going to be up for it? Do you have the energy for this? Like, can y'all, can y'all do this? Or like, it, bro, so much, so much. And it's all here. And I'm super excited for you guys to see it. I'm super excited for you guys to learn from it. And we, we, uh, we sent out some, you know, testers to people and, some of the results that we got back, so people say, oh, this is excellent information. Like, this is, wow. Like, I can really get started because I took this lesson or, wow, I never thought about it this way. Wow, like, wow, this is, this is a lot. I didn't realize how much you guys actually do. And it's not about us. It's about showing, you know, piece by piece how you can put this together with your, with your people or put it together with your friends, put this together with the people in your house, put this together with your kids, and I, I feel I feel like we did that. Exactly. And and to end it, right? I, I have to throw this in there, and then I'll, I'll I'll give you last remarks. Okay. The reason that I mentioned earlier, first in investment in self, right? Malk and I have had several arguments on pricing out the course, right? And we settled on the price, and. The reason that I said that is because in Malk's heart, Malk just wanted to give it away. It's like, yo, like people are here, like they want to learn. I just want to give it. And I told him that you're going to rob them of the experience of their first investment in self. Right. That feeling of I put up the money similar to what you mentioned that you and your dad and, and stepmom got together and said, hey, this is what the machine is going to cost. And I remember that. And I remember us talking about that. It's like, yeah. this is what the machine is going to cost, but it is going to help us in our business. So we need to make this decision and we need to make this investment. Right now, imagine had they gave that to you for free. It would be you wouldn't appreciate it as much. Right. Yeah. So now you're at the point where this information is critical. We're talking about price X for a lifetime of information that is applicable. There's not even a there's not even a trade off. It's not even a balance you in know, that sense. And you, we, you get what I'm saying? No facts. And I'm you know, <laughs> and this goes back into just you know the, the entrepreneurial brand. Like if you think by yourself too long, you start to second out everything that you know you hold dear. And when you say it out loud like that, it's like no brainer. Like why was I even no brainer? You know what I mean? What are we even talking about? What are we talking, are we talking about, about exactly? <laughs> Exactly. We're talking about a course that literally shows you how to build a family ecosystem that is six figures into the million dollar range with bonuses, man. With with, with bonuses. Uh, all right, that, that was that was my spiel. With bonuses, um, man. You know, I I, th I think that's it. I think they're ready for it. So listen, I, I think they're ready, Malk. Like I said, you can uh, hit the link below to get started. Uh, to get the free ebook and the free training. Uh, family. And like all we need is your email, and then you can get started with the free ebook and free training, and then you'll learn a lot more about the course and a lot more about why we chose these four pillars of uh, online business and why 
they are crucial and, and the ebook itself will help you uh add to those values as well how you can create a long-lasting family business because we don't just preach it we live our raps we do this this is what we do this is do uh we don't uh, we, we we don't make a living by teaching and stuff. We make a living by actually doing it, and we want to show people that too. We want to be an example of that. All right. So with that right. being said, this is the Real Revenue Show. I'm Malcolm. This is Andre. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. <laughs>